Hello, you're listening to Teachers Global Education Podcast. I'm Jo Earp. Today we're talking to Dr Paul Browning, Principal of St Paul's School in Brisbane, about its Futures Planning Project. Browning says he was gobsmacked to be one of only 100 educators invited to a global summit at the end of last year, where he shared his research into practices generating trust. Indeed, his Trust and Transformational Leadership rubric was voted by delegates at the Washington Summit as the best takeaway strategy, tool or idea to improve the quality of teaching and learning. Dr Paul Browning, welcome to Teacher. Thank you very much, Jo. Um, now, it's fair to say it's exciting times at St Paul's School. The Futures Planning Project runs from 2015 to 2028. Um, before we get into the nitty-gritty of what's happened so far, if you like, in the next steps, can you explain the thinking behind the project? Yeah, certainly I can. I, obviously, schools go through traditional strategic planning processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a different way of actually strategic planning. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, the realisation is that we're entering a period of change that, like none other uh, that human history has ever seen before, in, if I was to use the words of Al Gore in his book, The Future, a uh, whole heap of things are converging at the one time. And it begs the question in terms of what will schools look like in the future mm-hmm. and in the not-too-distant future, probably prompted by a couple of questions that people ask me, well, will classrooms look any different? Mm-hmm. Uh, will teachers be the same? Will we actually have teachers? So rather than doing a traditional uh, strategic planning process, we wanted to actually do something that was quite challenging and quite different. So the idea was to look forward 14 years when our younger students, who are four years old at the moment, reach year 12, mm-hmm. and imagine what the world will be like in 2028. And if that is the world, then what do we need to do to adequately prepare those young people for that world? What do we need to do that's different as a school to prepare them? Will the school look the same? Uh, So it was a a research project to create four scenarios or four stories that don't predict the future, but describe possible futures using research evidence that we've gathered along the way. And then using those four scenarios then develop a strategic plan to actually inform what we're going to do next as a school. Okay, that sounds interesting. Uh, you've just finished phase one of the project then. Um, that involves staff taking part in scenario planning, as you've, as you've mentioned, uh, but there's also been a support from an extensive ensemble cast, if, if I can yes. call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, phase one had a whole heap of different research elements in it. Mm-hmm. So to, to actually complete phase one, we had a team of staff, 16 staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were teachers, non-teaching staff members, people who volunteered who wanted to be part of the project. Uh, and they formed the scenario planning group. And so they went through the process of understanding what scenario planning actually is. Then they had to do a, a whole lot of desk research to identify trends in key areas like uh, religion, economics, the environment, education, mm-hmm. politics. Uh, and they gathered all the des- research and we came, brought that together and we identified uh, six, I think it was 80 critical influences, things that were going to influence education or have an impact on, on our schools and Paul's into the future. 
to add further evidence to that, we interviewed a group of remarkable people. So we sent out invitations to people around the globe who are experts in different fields. So politicians, people who are experts in the economy, religious experts or people highly noted in the religious area, uh, educational experts as well. Uh, and as the invitations went out, we, it gained a momentum of its own, which was re- really quite exciting. So we, we interviewed Tim Costello, uh, Saul Eastlake, uh, a number of bishops, including the bishop here in Melbourne. Uh, we uh, interviewed uh, Professor Yong Zhao, Professor Han- Andy Hargraves, Professor Sal- uh, Passy Salberg, from, uh, obviously from Finland as well. Uh, those interviews then helped inform or, or identify further influences. So, as I said, we we ended up mapping all of those influences to see which ones were going to have the most impact on us at St Paul's School, and which ones were the most uncertain. Okay. Uh, and out of all of those influences, we we arrived at the two uncertain, critical influences of, of employment and technology, uh, and those two influences then help to determine what those four scenarios were actually going to look like. So for us, employment is a big one. The whole global economy is shifting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, work is changing. The whole nature of work is changing. Uh, is the a university degree going to be relevant in the future? Who knows? What are we preparing children for? What mm-hmm. skills do they need uh, when they leave the school uh, to actually enter the workforce and make a meaningful contribution? Technology was the other one. Significant influencer as well. We don't know what's going to happen there. As we were doing research, we were discovering things like uh, commentary on the fact that there could well be a brain implant in the not-too-distant future where you could mm-hmm. be connected to the internet uh, just through thought. Uh, there could be a facility for people to download Shakespeare directly into your brain. Quite scary stuff, but there is a lot of evidence out there to suggest that that technology is already there and is being developed. So therefore, if schools are about delivering content and you can get all of that content by con- being connected physically to the internet, why do you need teachers? Mm-hmm. What is the role of teachers? What is the role of schools? What will that look like in the future? So that really, uh, those two influences shaped the four scenarios, the four stories that we actually wrote. So I guess it really helped you focus and zero in on, like you said, the role of the teacher um, and what the school, mm. what the school is able to do. Um, the next step, of course, is phase two, which I understand you, you you're uh, just part way through now. What what does that involve then? What's the next phase? Well, stage two is we've been through that process at the moment, part of the way through it, where we we took the four scenarios. And we asked ourselves the question, well, if these futures do come true Mm -hmm. in 2028, then how are we going to, as a school, prepare our young people to be balanced global citizens with a heart for servant leadership? So how are we actually going to do that? We asked the question in terms of what are the most important key priorities that we need to focus our energies on? And what will be different in 2028 to actually achieve those key priorities? So we've, we've now actually drafted, and this is where we're up to now, a story or a vision of the school in 2028. Yep. So based on those four scenarios, well, if they come true, then this is what we envisage the school to look like. Uh, so that story, we're hoping to actually get uh, some students to actually dramatise that and we'll video that as uh, so almost like a day in the life of a student in 2028 and they'll share that story of what their school will look like in 2028. 
The next step then is to look at the next three years. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that is where we'd like to go in 14 years' time, what do we need to do to lay the groundwork to move in that direction? What are the first steps that we need to put into place to move the school in that direction? And that will be the strategic plan. And that'll be the strategic plan, yeah, for the next three years. Yeah. Yeah. And then after three years, obviously, we'll test those four scenarios again and look to see whether they're still relevant whether we can see indications of those stories coming true, and in which case then we continue on in the same direction and look at step two, building on the foundations to shift and move the school and what we do in the classroom and what teachers actually do uh, to prepare ourselves for that future. Well, it's been lovely hearing about what's happening at St Paul's. So good luck for this year and for the rest of the uh, future's planning project. Um, Dr Paul Browning, thanks very much for sharing your work with teacher. Great. Well, Joe, thank you very much indeed. For more information about this podcast and to access other articles and videos, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au or join our community on social media via Facebook and Twitter.